Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. This line gets said multiple times by a lot of folks, but Jesus, okay, I think that Raw needs it. Well, we who don't go to church need it. This is not a, a preacher line hotline Sunday podcast about religion, but after watching Monday or WWE Raw. It leaves all of us to question what the fuck did we just watch? I mean, you have twists in movies, and I'll get to that later, but ladies and gentlemen, please welcome one of many co-hosts, you know, in Russell Radio Network history with the, you know, consistent... To the point, you know, okay, enough the, enough the lengthy intro. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Lady Lynn. Hey, B-Train, what's happening, bro? I think we've all lost IQ points by believing that the show that has decreased in viewership, according to Forbes.com. I mean, it had, at one point, 2.26 million viewers, and then it's been averaging 1.85 in the final hour of WWE Raw. I mean, it got better. Things have got, you know, it got better by not including too much promo, but dear Lord, I agree with what Kevin Nash said in an interview at one point. <laughs> with Fox Sports, basically Nash said, and this was years ago, and it still rings true, actually he was interviewed and he said, they need to quit opening the show with a goddamn promo. It's so predictable. It's so... How do I put this? It's so not organic for fans to get behind. Would you want to watch this shit over and over, he says, where a guy comes out on a microphone and literally starts talking out of his ass? I mean, this is to the point where, okay, McIntyre, let's let's be specific, shall we? McIntyre, Orton, and AJ Styles need to talk, and then what follows afterwards? A fucking triple threat match. Was there any fucking indication that you guys add no stipulation or consideration for the Royal Rumble? Like, what the fuck, man? This is two weeks before the biggest, one of the biggest majors in WWE that they hold every year. Please tell me you guys got something up your sleeve. Because I'm just, at this point, after watching the show of 26 years soon to be 27. You would think you would fucking listen to certain shows who know exactly what they're trying to suggest to you guys. And yeah, you did kind of take suggestion, but you just basically threw metaphorical beer in our faces, man. What a fucking waste. That's bad tonight, huh, B-Train? Wow, he's going on the rant already. It must have been terrible. Let's just say, folks, in between flipping cable TV shows, 
I ventured into peeking in to see what WWE Raw was. And before I hear the words, well, if you want to do something about it, be a part of, I'm not trying to be mean. I respect that advice. But the end result of WWE Raw made me think that Vince Russo was sitting in the back planning this M. Night Shyamalan twist. And not all his movies are bad, but Jeebus Christ. Um, it was just as bad as the Texans blowing a 24-point lead against one of, or one, it was one of the worst defenses in the league. It was just as bad as, a, I don't feel bad for the Texans, because son of a bitch, I'm kind of glad they lost, because, and this is off topic, folks, but and it ties back in with wrestling, but I'm so glad the Houston Texans lost, because it would have created fucking traffic in Houston, because even if the AFC Championship is a week before the, I don't even know if you want to call it Royal Rumble. I just want to call it, well, Rumble. <laughs> because maybe they're hiding something from all of us. Maybe this was the Raw that tanked. Even though in Kentucky it's not hard to fool people. After all, having a show in the South is like saying, hey, free brisket. <laughs> I mean... The audiences in the South and the Midwest are as easy to work as a, you know, as a former worker who is inactive, I can tell you, the South, yeah, you can pull their their puppet strings, man. Some of the Midwest knows what's up. Well, some of them do. Some of them don't. And you have to understand where I'm coming from because the whole Oscar being like Great Muda spraying Becky in the face. Yeah, that's intriguing, you know, because, again, someone has to pick up a microphone to make their fucking point. Oscar speaking Abajaba, you know, because that's what we do to all the foreigners in WWE. They speak Abajaba, or they speak <laughs> Japanese, and they basically are stereotyped. And as Becky put it, I don't care if they tried to... This makes me kind of suspicious. I don't care if they tried to erase you or get rid of your entire existence. I know that was written, and I know I shouldn't take all of what was said literally, but in my brain, I'm thinking, wow, okay... And not just the contract signing for the Raw Women's Championship. The fact that Charlotte Flair has had two squash matches in a row is not uncommon because she's had squash match after squash match after squash match. You would think you guys would give Miss Flair a challenge on the card. There's plenty of women on the roster. Maybe Becky's on to something. Because, if I'm not mistaken, Charlotte has not had competition since Becky Lynch. And it's because, I don't like I said, there are a lot of reasons why I'm not liking WWE Raw tonight. And I haven't been very positive about this shit in quite some time. And, and there's reasons for it. It's not all, well, he's just being negative to be negative or to hear himself fucking talk. If I wanted to do that, folks, I could blab on to you about relationships and how to bullshit through them. But I'm not a couple therapist. I am a wrestling podcast host, goddammit. <laughs> and I must tell you. When you watch a three-hour program or when you read some of the results because, I can't, like I said, I tuned in to see tidbits of it, boy, I wish I had not. Um, Lana Rusev Lashley, Liv Morgan, 
uh, has gotten to the point where he, he was a fan, go, okay, please end this shit. Someone get beat over the head with a kendo stick. For the love of God. Someone please end the feud before I go to Houston itself and blow a fucking gasket because if that is the kickoff match, okay, well, at least I know when to go to the concession stand and get me a T-shirt, get me a nice little refreshment, which I've learned at pay-per-views cost out the ass. But the point is, yeah, I mean, the thing is, I... If you watch Raw, watch with caution. That was like watching, as a Raider fan, that was like watching the Queefs get a fucking 20-point victory after, you know, being behind 24 points, and I hope to God the Titans eliminate the Queefs. I do not want to see the Packers and, and Chiefs. No offense to you fan bases, but dear Lord, that is like watching WWE Raw with my hand in the blender pushing puree. I'm not a football fan myself, E-Train, and you know this, but... <laughs> Give me a choice between watching I mean, Monday Night Raw and Monday Night Football, and it has to be a team I really don't care to craft for. I'd rather well, suffer through the football. Would you, I mean, because here's the thing. Let's talk about football, shall we, folks, even on a wrestling podcast. The league is one big fucking giant work. And it's constantly, not to sound like Chris Jericho crying about buying a ticket, which he did buy one, folks. And according to him, you know, for story, purpose, Cody Rhodes is a stupid son of a bitch. And I think, like I said, if I'm tying in AEW, you know I'm bored to death. Okay. Here's the deal. If AEW was smart, they would have ran up against WWE on Monday night. They would have obliterated them. But, oh, no. (laughs) They didn't. And as far as the league being one big work, I'll explain my theory on that. Okay, shall we? How is it the same fucking teams make it, yet the only team to make it past that round from 2018? Hmm, a little suspicious, are we? I think we have, and I know Chiefs fans aren't going to like hearing this, you have a Tom Brady in the making. Not in a good way. But I will say this on my show. Hear me, hear me. Watch the playoffs and fall asleep. As I did during the AFC Divisional Round with the Chiefs and Texans. I don't care what happened in the first quarter because I knew this was going to happen. Just like I knew what was going to happen during the Oscar Becky signing. I love tying in football and also wrestling because I'm keeping within the subject matter. You know what I'm saying, folks? Here's the deal. Watching someone who is a showman, okay, he puts fucking ketchup on steak. What does that have to do with professional wrestling? Okay. Do you know of any human being who puts or ruins a juicy 12-ounce sirloin steak, and I don't care if it's medium rare or, you know, well done or over well done. That's how raw feels to moi and certain other folks. It's like putting ketchup on steak. And there are stranger anomalies, folks. Some people like to eat food. That isn't quite dead yet. I've done research. This is how bad Raw was, folks. If I'm doing research on Google, on random subject matter, it's not to say that people aren't tuning in. It's just I tuned out. <laughs> 
Okay. I don't see anything wrong with that. The train I tuned out as well. Jack, if you want to know what I watched, I was flipping back and forth between Raw and Harry Frickin' Potter. See, at least one, you know the result, but you watch it a million times over, even if you know the result of Potter. And depending on which Potter it was, it doesn't matter, because if you've read the books, you know what to expect. You're not to know what to expect as a wrestling fan. You're supposed to be, this is just my opinion, you're supposed to have a show that leaves you on the edge of your seat. And if you don't like it, change the channel, which is what I did. I have been given the option as a fan, and this is what bogs my mind. Why is it, you know, us as performers are telling the fans how to feel? And I've said this multiple times on the show. Do any of you remember what it is like to be a fan? Hmm? I have a hard time watching, you know, as a regular fan. Yes. But at the same fucking token, I hate people, or I hate when other workers start telling the fans, oh, no, you should like and appreciate the show, and then make fun of us on social media. Okay. It's easy. I don't comment because I know you're going to go off tangent and make yourselves look all big and bad and say, well, this is disrespecting performance by criticizing. It's not disrespectful if you suggest things, but it's more or less I'm not saying, well, this guy fucking sucks. He couldn't wrestle his way out of a paper bag. Let me be specific. Certain guys have not changed in the 17 years that they have been in the business. Does it matter? No. But when fans need to see something different, yes, it does. They don't need to change everything, every single thing about their fucking gimmick. But Jesus, or Jesus Christ, man. Give the fans a different look with your show. I mean, I appreciate the fact that you tried tonight, but I don't think you're listening to the fans who actually tuned in, even though we just both stated we were flipping channels, but we were going back and forth between USA Network and Freeform or whatever it was, does that I'm does that not tell you something that the ratings dropped within the last hour? Oh, and yes. Buddy Murphy joining uh, AOP and Seth Rollins. That's the reason why the title is the way it is, folks. The surprise that was channel change worthy. If I was to watch <laughs> movies that were styled like M. Night Shyamalan, do you think I would go watching movies? Fuck no. Why would you waste your time? Or money, for that matter. Watching those movies, they're easily predictable. They're not very good. Well, some of them. You've had a couple of Well, not all of M. Night's movies are bad. It's just, I feel on a personal level that, you know, some movies that he's released, like I said, you're... He's probably used to hearing this, oh, your movies are great except for this, or you have a lot of twists in your movies. Do you think he's going to change? No. Do we think that WWE Raw could have been better? Yes. Was there an, uh, and I use Shyamalan as a predictable movie that's kind of the same, you know, with Stephen King, you don't know what the fuck's going to happen. You know that some of his shit is worth you know, taking your read over, like, okay, like, the the book, It. Granted, he had to break it up in two parts for the cinematic universe, but same fucking token, you know the characters. You know how Stephen King's style of writing it. Different writers, you know, different type of feel to it. With WWE, you don't know what you're going to get. Like, okay, 
our truth with Brock Lesnar. That was funny. So there are good <laughs> parts to it. There's just like, I think that him being comedic relief and then getting run over by Mojo, okay, whatever. But come on, man. Mojo Raleigh versus Ricochet and Ricochet gets the victory. I think it's because, and this is my take on it, I could be wrong. It's the way he's booked. Ricochet is to go over every single match. And then before, you know, we know it, we complain he doesn't go over. It's not about who goes over. It's just logic. Ricochet is smaller than Mojo. And, yeah, I know a lot of you don't like Mojo. I don't care for him either. I honestly think him and a few other workers, I would much rather say, okay, you're talented, but you're just not my cup of tea. Yes, he's a mid-card, but at the same fucking token, maybe it would have been wise to give results to the fans that we actually may have agreed upon with you. And you have a fist fight, and it ends with a curb stomp. And then it, I mean, come on. The ending with Okay, Buddy Murphy just coming out of his slumber, and he helps Rollins' team, and Rollins was like, oh, my God, you helped me, type look on his face. And I'm thinking, this again? Are are we going with a similar angle to the authority minus Stephanie and minus Hunter? Come the fuck on, dude. thought we were all done with the authority, but oh, silly me. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's the authority angle. I think what we're doing with this is we're adding a reason why I basically changed the fucking channel and just grabbed, reached for my remote and said, "Fuck this." I'm not mad about him, you know, helping Seth Rollins and finally getting into the fray, but Buddy Murphy, wow. You could have picked a more fucking boring individual who didn't even, I'm sorry, but even in NXT, he was a bore. Like, come the fuck on. What is what is the problem? You couldn't pick Aleister Black, which would have been more of a shock and actually would have chronologically made more sense. All you have to do is knock on my door and I will answer the call. Or you could have picked McIntyre because it's the predictable, I'm I'm fucking mean, you know, I'm tall, I'm big, I'm brute-like. There's a lot of options you could have picked other than fucking Buddy Murphy. What in the actual fuck? For real? That's your choice of joining Rollins and AOP. I guess we have a mid-card NXT reunion. But at the same token, none of the three that I mentioned, Rollins and AOP, are mid-card by any stretch. But Buddy was. Let's be honest, dude. Don't ever knock someone for their position. Well, you know me. Kick them when they're down? No. But kick them in the balls when they're standing straight the fuck up. Come on, dude. Buddy Murphy. A dude who could barely fuck past the test in NXT. I don't even know what to say to that. I really don't. (laughs) I basically, folks, I don't have any filters. I really don't. And this is the show, the platform where I say we talk anything professional wrestling. And I also made this as a new platform. I don't sugarcoat shit. I honestly don't. And you think off the rails is going to be anything remotely PG? Holy fuck, where have you been the entire three years I've been running this ship? Which reminds me, I mean, I have 35 minutes, and I'm going to 
drive the points home with Lady Lynn, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying I'm in no hurry to get off the rails uncensored started, but this is the point in the show where if you have children under the age of 14, the following podcast, portion of the podcast, the Wrestle Radio Network edition of Monday Night, Off the Rails Uncensored, is a copyrighted podcast. Any use or likeness thereof of Off the Rails Uncensored, a coin show on March 7, 2016, will be prosecuted to the furthest extent of the law. Any further usage without the consent of the owner of Wrestle Radio Network, current owner, Brian Rails, you will be prosecuted in the court of law and fined $45 for every usage of the word or phrase, words or phrase, off the rails uncensored. Off the rails uncensored is not suitable for minors under the age of 14. If you repeat any of the expletives to your high school principal, or to your junior high principal, whomever your principal is, I am not responsible for your expulsion, so please understand, I bought a ticket, you stupid son of a bitch. (laughs) All right, folks, I do not own the rights to live in color, cult of personality. So, uh, yes, Please give my page a like and give this show a fucking download. Oh, and I am not responsible for what comes out of my mouth. You know, what comes out of my mouth, you know, gets repeated. In other words, I don't. I I know what comes out of my mouth, and it's basic fact, not just opinion. All right. Do I have everyone's attention now? Buckle up, fuckers. You're about to uh, journey into my thoughts. Enter at your own fucking risk. Dig it. What that was weak. Dig it. Tonight's show was in Kentucky, and you know, like I said, not to insult the South, because some of the South is very hospitable, and experienced that with North Carolina, uh, or whatever, whatever region North Carolina is, they're very Southern friendly, but the point is, wrestling crowds In the region that you're in, you got to be able to work, said wrestling crowd. You can't just woo them with, you know, backyard-style wrestling. Tonight, though, they did go all out on the fist fight, but I'm going to say this. End it with a curb stomp. Or... Would have also seen that one coming a mile away. Also, like we all saw that Oscar was going to spray Becky in the face with, you know, green mist. And I, I like that gimmick that Oscar's doing. I like the fact that she's doing like Muda, you know. So there are some points I can point out that are positive, but also there are points of WWE Raw that concern me. As a as a podcast journalist, one of those is, what in heaven's name would possess you guys as a whole to put Buddy Murphy in the mainframe picture? Is he doing something that other stars are not? Because out of all the people you all pick, this is this is why I tune out on WWE. Buddy Murphy. A former 205 Live champion, a 
guy that brought Alistair Black to the fucking limit tonight. He's your choice to join Seth and AOP. Oh, I stopped questioning some of the decisions they've made, D-Train, because they just make no sense, and they're just not going to make any sense to me, because I don't fully understand their reasons for doing, and I don't fully understand how the business itself works, but that's just me. So I've just basically given up on trying to figure out why. They're doing the things they're doing. This is why, folks, I tune in to SmackDown Live. Because SmackDown Live, even though it's turned into the blue version of WWE Raw, blue brand is supposed to be a brand of their own, right? And Okay, let's talk about odd pairings. Doesn't have to make sense in the real world. There has to be a suspended disbelief. No one, and this is the truth, Lady Lynn, if you say you know all about professional wrestling and you've worked in this business, you have not a clue because wrestling always is constantly evolving. And to me, to others who have worked in this business in this sport in this Ragnarok we call professional wrestling let me not sound like a preacher at a Sunday pulpit but let me fucking tell you this if you were to go to not just a movie but a Broadway play those we you know who have never been to a Broadway or never been to a movie that you know you don't know about, which is a bold-faced lie because some of us go online and read spoilers. Others of us, if we actually like the movie, want to see what what kind of intrigue the movie brings, what kind of elements the plot's going to bring us. Is there an actual plot? Is there no plot? Even if there is not one, what parts of the movie, what parts of the play are we going to like as an audience? With WWE Raw, you're just, we all who actually care are sitting on pins and needles going, please be a good show, please be a good show. It's the take-home Raw before the pay-per-view. Please be a good show. Oh, how we get fooled every week. And this is why WWE Raw has 1.85 million viewership from 2.23 to 1.96 to 1.85. And they've hit that number in the final hour, folks, more than one occasion. That's not good. And stop firing the interns. If they okay, another thing, folks. In the innards of professional wrestling, we all don't know. We assume, but we don't. But those of us who been on the other side of the fucking curtain have a general idea, because well, if you actually sit in during rehearsals. As an extra, you see everything that goes on beforehand. And then you actually see the spectacle that is the production that goes into being WWE Raw or SmackDown Live. And you keep your mouth shut, you do what you're told, and then you go home, disappear, you get called up again. And even after that process, folks, let me explain something to you. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, being under the lights and walking that ramp or running down that ramp and seeing firsthand just how shit works in WWE. But then when you get out of it and you say to yourself, okay, I want to see 
what it's like, you know, from a fan's perspective, you say to yourself, okay, I can actually pay attention to this shit. And there have been times where Raw was actually worth watching. Instead of saying to myself, my lord, there's another fucking promo. There goes another horrible decision by creative to put together something that seemed promising. I mean, look, Rollins and AOP together, that's like the uh, store-bought version of The Shield. There will never be another explosive feeling of hearing Sierra Hotel India India whatever Delta Shield whatever I'm sorry if I fucked it up but here's the thing I'm so tired because I was drained watching WWE and here's why folks it used to be guys like Shawn Michaels Triple H Stone Cold, Bret Hart, Sid Vicious, The Undertaker, Diesel, Razor Ramon. I just listed off a few. Okay. And during that time frame, when the Attitude Era, not just that era, but different eras brought about different feels. This this gen of wrestling fans, they don't even know who the fuck they want, who they're cheering for, who they're booing. i give you an example. At this past NXT UK takeover, you would think that the English fans would be up in arms about undisputed, you know, traipsing onto the turf of NXT UK. But oh no, folks. This is what you hear. Undisputed. And it's just like, yeah, you know what? I think certain fans, they just want to cheer for who they want to cheer for. But you would think on the UK turf that fans would be against me. Like I said, you cannot control fans. It's a lovely thing. Freedom of expression. And I like that. But in the other sense, it kind of confuses you if you're trying to go for the effect of, Let's get nuclear heat. As a worker, the opposite result happens. It's like, wow, okay. They were singing to uh, Walter's theme, and then it all went kaput. When Walter got manhandled by guys who were like, diminutive size compared to him in the end you know it's four on one so it's bound you know they're bound to chop that tree down but anyways folks back to the focus WWE Raw I hate focusing on one individual I'm not saying that Buddy Murphy is not talented but to choose him over the possible superstars that could have filled that void is it's beyond mind-baffling. It's channel change-worthy, which means if I, as soon as I saw that he got up and gave the big show a low blow, I said to myself, well, at least the big show hasn't uh, completed the NASCAR turn just yet. But at the same time, it became... Four on three, that gimmick's been done before where an unexpected member of the locker room joins the faction on the outside. And it's not the same as Macho Man joining the NWO. It is not the same as when Stone Cold Steve Austin was found out you know, he was in the alliance and almost screwed WWE over from existence. And that was a great story, by the way, because at least it had intrigue. At least it had Lady Lynn's and I's attention. 
Huh. I don't know, it's a lot more than the drivel we've been watching as of late. That, that's for damn sure. What you and I have been watching said, not just among people in the business, but in people that are also fellow fans. Watching WWE Raw is like having a case of the drizzling shit. Not in an enjoyable way either. I mean, folks, I would rather have diarrhea than watch WWE Raw. Then some may ask, well, then why do you put yourself through the torture if you don't want to see it? It's like that itch you have to scratch because you're a broadcast journalist and you have to. Oh, no, you don't have to. I know that. I would just... I would just appreciate it. I don't have to fucking yawn every time that I talk about this show because reading uh, Corey Graves' Twitter was more entertaining than... Uh, well, WWE Raw, and boy, you know, Corey's Twitter, full of lovely, chock-full information, There's stuff that most comedians would enjoy hearing, but it's like, okay, you know what, because Corey's tweet that recently stated, I am not afraid to admit that coward, oh, Jesus. Not about Bill Cowher, but Corey Graves left an interesting tweet and basically stated, Wow, fuck this, fire me, I'm already fired. Hmm. No one cares, hashtag raw, hashtag after the bell. Guys, and then he wrote a tweet about Prince Harry said, guys, relax. Prince Harry just saw Varsity Blues for the first time. Calling Marlo Vernello a boomer, you know, here's what I have to tell you about that. Corey has no fucking filters. He has not since he's been in the company. Um, Yes, he worked Mark Henry in his very first match, and this was a long time, but we're not talking about that. We are talking about me finding entry in Corey Graves' tweet, and I normally don't pay attention to this pretentious snob's tweet, okay? Corey, you may seem like a nice dude, but you know what? Here's the fun facts, folks. Sarah Logan, I believe she was on Raw tonight. Who, you know, she said she quit wrestling. I think what she meant was, I'm going to do the rest tidbit on WWE Raw against Charlotte, whatever. Charlotte finally was, you know, they pulled the trigger and they made her heel again. Are we surprised? I'm not. I'm not surprised at all. I knew it was coming sooner or later. I just didn't know exactly when, you know. Sooner rather than later, later over sooner, huh? I would just much rather say this, folks. I like the fact that there's, like, delayed reactions on WWE. Delayed reactions. Waiting for Bailey to turn, you know, after the fact that Alexa Bliss beat her ass at Extreme Rules. Or after the fact that Becky beat her at a pay-per-view in a very, very good match. So, one must wonder, okay? And they say, well, they should have turned Bailey heel. They should have done this. They should have done that. Uh-huh. Well, Angel Fishes. Sometimes <laughs> wrestling takes a bit of a, a while to give the fans what they want. And in WWE time frame, that means wait two years. It'll change. It's just like saying the weather in the Midwest is going to fucking change in the Northeast. And you say, you say to yourselves, 
it'll feel like spring, but first my ball sack has to fall off. <laughs> I really wish that I could remain positive about a show which used to be good, but now it's like average, mediocre at best. And our truth getting attacked from behind, like. I just don't know. There's nothing interesting anymore than, you know, giving results that are just so deplorable. And nothing positive. Okay, Lana getting the better of Liv Morgan. We know that's not how this goes, okay? We also know that this is a Raw build before, you know, the take-home WWE Raw, but it's the same fucking token. If you have no momentum to carry for fans, you know, out in the audience and giving us shit that for the umpteen time you stick AJ Styles with Randy Orton, and let me guess, Randy Orton's going to win the match, which he did. Yeah, it's like RKO and Nicole was there out of nowhere. <clears throat> oh, it's getting a little old, a little tiring. Oh, predictable. McIntyre, you, you, your curtain jerk version to fans was McIntyre, Orton, and Styles. Not to say that those three are not talented, but okay, Orton gets the RKO, then Claremore kick, Claremore kick. One, two, three. Not bad, but you know, can we please? Just hear the song. Ladies and gentlemen, this contest is set for one fall. It would be nice if we heard that at the beginning of the show instead of starting us off with a long-winded promo by Randy. A so-so promo, you know, not a so-so promo, but a promo by AJ, and then an interruption by McIntyre. I, I just... It boggles my mind those the seven minutes into the show and you see three different dudes who can beat the fuck out of anyone they wanted to but you put them as the curtain jerk. Okay. Might I suggest you put that in the main event instead of the train wreck we had as a very first fist fight so whomever couldn't have gone on they used wrestling moves. They're supposed to be using fists. Oh, I know it's not boxing, but at the same fucking token, a fist fight. A fucking fist fight. Not, you know, to say anything that there's no rules. They threw the rules out of the window, but... A kendo stick, folks. Chairs and tables. Now, there wasn't any ladders involved because it's not TLC and we don't want to risk the superstars getting injured before Royal Rumble in 2020. So, God forbid you give us another shit show, especially at the main event. This is what gets me. So, where where does it come across the page where Buddy Murphy is going to join AOP and Seth? Is it in the job description to write horrible shit? Because if so, I could get a job there. I mean, there's just so many variables that I to write and how to uh, think, okay, what what would the fans think of this? Do we have them hook, line, or sinker? Instead, Boy, you have a sinker in. It's a new fucking word I made up. Because sinker in meaning floating your ratings to the absolute bottom of the ocean.
It seems to me like the show just... Go ahead. It seems to me like the show just... Well, it's worse and worse every week. Instead of getting better. It, there's some positives to it. I mean, Oscar Becky, um, I don't I don't think everyone wants to see a triple threat or six man tag. But unfortunately, folks, that seems to be the fucking formula that WWE Raw has gone by. And I'm even starting to see some of it on SmackDown Live, which pisses me the fuck off. The only shows that I think I like, folks, as far as WWE, would be NXT UK, NXT, and the affiliate program Evolve, which some people, you know, will say, well, it's like the indies then. No, not necessarily. I don't consider myself to be a huge indie mark, okay, because I was... Once upon a time, a part of the independence, and I appreciate the opportunities that were afforded to me and to others. All right? But here's the thing. I've said this countless times. Cut the hours. They have another interview segment with Rey Mysterio. Okay. No. Rey should have left a while back. But he comes back and he, he wins the United States Championship, then loses it at a house show to Andrade. I must say, certain titles are getting played hot potato with, and certain main events are starting to remain the same every year. Seth Rollins versus Lesnar. Roman Reigns versus Joe Schmoe. Seth Rollins versus another Joe Blow. It's like, I don't know how to report this shit any more than say, if I don't want to watch it, I will just read the results. But knowing me, it's like that itch I have to fucking scratch. I am hoping for a good show. I'm contributing to the fact that WWE Raw has low ratings now. I'm contributing fact and not just biased opinion. There's a generalized consensus that WWE Raw needs fixing. How many podcasts have been saying that now, B-Train? Hours? How many others? Man, there's a lot of podcasts that say, we like this, but we don't like this. I'm the show that literally, like I said earlier, I may not be the best at fist fights, but if you're going to say fist fight on the bill, someone's got to use their right hand or left and hook that poor fucker with a smack to the noggin or the cheek. But did we get that? No. Because authors of Lame and Seth Rollins, yes, Kevin Owens ran up the fucking stage and did something super cool, go like a a seated senton. There's just you know, certain things that stand out to me and it's just like, why would you get up after he just did take himself out of the equation? It's very disrespectful in the world of pro wrestling, man. You get up after a seated senton onto a table and also just throwing this out there, If you want to entertain the audience, you've got to give us something to work with. Not just, well, AJ feels that he's been screwed 
You know, he's done this gimmick before. It was called SmackDown Live. Oh, and another thing. Don't assume that we're going to like someone if you try too hard. Fans are just going to be like, eh, well, why? So, like I said, I keep bringing this up, but the whole Buddy Murphy situation, what the fuck were you guys thinking? This is, this has disaster written all over it. Is he well known? No. Was he known when you saw advertisements for 205 Live? Sure. I just... I have a hard time, folks, being this critical over a show which I care greatly about, and Lady Lynn does as well, but you guys are like, that's like, folks, the equivalent of eating raw bacon without cooking it on the skillet. Bad for you. It's not healthy. It's not healthy for us fans to witness the same old sob story between Lana, Rusev, Lashley, and Liv Morgan, okay? I think Liv Morgan would have been much better to be off with Bray Wyatt instead of being on the Raw brand. Okay, this is just my take on it. I also personally feel that the women's division in WWE Raw is, wow, it's stacked with talent, but you're not fucking utilizing any of them whatsoever. And when Becky said the words, I don't care if they tried to erase you, my head just went, it just went poof. Trying to erase Oscar. Mm, okay. As if, you know, that wasn't, they're like, oh, we had her win championship at this. And I'm thinking, those are sub papers, not just Oscar. There are certain things WWE does that makes you go, okay, well, I'm used to seeing the bullshit. I'm numb to it. It'll make you say shit like that. Or, man, they should have shortened the night show. So-and-so basically either kicked their ass or got their ass kicked, one of vice versa. We haven't, I have not seen a WWE Raw that was more all over the place. Actually, I have, because I've reported one of those before. But, um, hmm. I must tell you, it might take a while for WWE Raw to get back where it once was. It might take the whole kitten fucking caboodle to say, hey, why don't we try this angle? Why don't we repackage? Why don't we do this? Gotta start... And fucking scratch and go from there because to me I've lost the will to watch Mondays yet here I am saying I actually tuned in and then tuned out and that is because there's no there's no rhyme or reason for tuning into the show that loses over a million viewers in an hour span. They're like, well, you should watch it so you can know what's going on. Okay, Lesnar F5 Truth. Uh, the tag team championships did not change hands again. But what else? I watched Family Matters on my Apple TV rather than watching the rest of Monday Night Raw because it could tell you the whole Buddy Murphy situation, <laughs> that bad. Anxiety kicks up when I see bullshit, and boy, I was on an anxiety attack kick, man. Not in a good way, but in a way that basically states <laughs> we all have opinions, we all are assholes. I don't like, you know, everyone's got one. That's such an old fucking saying. 
Well, that's pretty much why I've just given up my Monday, uh, given up my Monday night to playing with my Switch or channel surfing to find something other than Raw to watch. Otherwise, I know I'm just going to be sitting there bored out of my skull and probably falling asleep too. So I dozed off through a half hour to forty-five minutes. I heard it, you know, I paid attention to it, but, you know, uh, difficult paying attention, lying in bed, watching the show. But like I just told you all earlier, would you want to go to the movies if you knew every single thing was going to happen? Some of you know what's going to happen, some of you don't. But would you also go to a play or, you know, better yet, a Broadway musical and basically say, well, they need to change this, this, and this. They need to do this during the show, not this. Again, I hate a dictatorship feel when it comes to worker telling fans, don't feel like this, be like this. You should be like this, you should be like this. The only one that should be allowed to give advice is Uncle Bob, Google Bob Evans, and Danny Cage, and various other folk, all right? But anyways, folks. You know, there comes a point in time as a wrestling fan when you say, I got to step away. And I think this kind of cemented the fact that we're all going to just step away for a little bit. We'll tune in occasionally to see, okay, man, you should tune in to watch this. Okay. Then we'll tune in, all right? But, you know, for now, I got to go to sleep. I got work in the morning. Plus, I got to prepare for Houston even more. So, for those of you folks who do not have capability to network, guess what? First month's free. After that, you can choose to watch the train wreck that is WWE Raw and various other programming, but not just WWE offered on the WWE Network. There is Ring of Honor, PWG, ICW, so much more content. Thousands upon thousands of hours of great content instead of WWE Raw. See what I'm doing there? I'm plugging the network. Because I am a psychopath. (laughs) I can be mean to WWE Raw. I'm not a bully. I can be very critical. It's because, folks, eventually the criticisms might actually ring true. Might. Keyword might. All right, folks, enough of my psycho babble. If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And Lady Lynn. And if you didn't like what Miss Lady Lynn had to say, well, call me whatever you want to call me. Don't call me crazy, lady. Don't do it. Don't. All right. Toodles, bitches. We both have to sleep. So go on about your mornings. Granny, I know you're going to hate me for saying this, but you won't be surprised. Fuck the Chiefs. Go Titans. Please make, please make good old Brian Rails happy. I can sleep better at night knowing they're crying Chiefs fans, like the Grinch knowing they were crying who's okay? I know I'm an asshole, and I know it sounds petty. But hear ye, hear ye. If the league fucks both the Titans and the Niners, you are assholes, and I knew it was one big word. Dig it. Good night, you awesome folk. And to those of you who suffered in the Australian fires, man, um... I'm glad there was relief input. You know, hopefully you guys get rejuvenated, get you know, get some much needed fires put out and all that. Um, prayers be with you and you guys' families. Uh, from us the Wrestle Radio Network for the Australian listeners, we know why there's a less percentage listening. You guys did have a lot of fires to put out. So uh, again, prayers with the people from Australia and also the people in Puerto Rico who underwent those horrible earthquakes. All right. 
Toodles, bitches, good night. Have a good rest, day, night, whatever. Love you all. See ya. Yeah.